Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? Actress Catherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odours and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. Their food. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true even for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that by just adding a few special superfoods to a dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do this same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. I think it's fantastic that more and more people these days are becoming conscious of the food they eat, but shouldn't we be taking the same care for our pets? The health of our dogs means so much. So no wonder owners are posting their glowing reviews of Badlands dog food and how it has improved the energy and coat of their beloved dogs. But don't take it from me. Go to badlandsfood.com forward slash frightful and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com forward slash frightful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Is there anything more frightful than a serial killer stalking your neighborhood, picking victims at random, abducting, assaulting, mutilating, and killing them? Well, what about four serial killers doing exactly that, but working together as a team? This is one of the most disturbing true crime cases I have ever covered for this podcast, and yet it doesn't seem particularly well known. So you need to prepare yourself for a two-part episode featuring a brutal and distressing series of ritualistic murders that shocked Chicago in the early 1980s. But be warned, the details in this will disturb you. But if you're ready to listen, I'm Peter Laws. And tonight on Frightful, we meet the Chicago Ripper Crew. On Saturday, May 23rd, 1981, British newspapers covered a story that had obsessed the country for years. Peter Sutcliffe. A 34-year-old truck driver had murdered 13 women over a space of five years. The day before that Saturday, the Friday the 22nd, Sutcliffe was convicted to 13 life sentences, and the country breathed a sigh of relief. They called him the Yorkshire Ripper, because his victims were mostly prostitutes, and the way he killed them had eerie echoes of that infamous and yet still unsolved Jack the Ripper case of London. In the United States, however, the Yorkshire Ripper was far less newsworthy. I dug into the Chicago newspaper archives this week and found that, for example, the Arlington Heights Daily Herald did cover the Yorkshire Ripper's conviction 
on that Saturday in May. But it was buried amongst other general news on page three with no pictures. And it makes me wonder, if Linda Sutton had read the Daily Herald on that Saturday, if she had, she might have reacted like other Chicago locals, idly distracted by a prostitute killer but not particularly scared of it. After all, the Ripper was thousands of miles away in the UK, right? Yet on the same day that Great Britain was celebrating the end of the reign of the Ripper, four more Rippers would appear in Chicago and start their reign of killing that very night. Because that was when Linda Sutton would vanish and become the first victim of the killers that would become known as the Chicago Ripper Crew. And their reign of terror will take us on a rapid descent into extreme darkness and insane depravity. About a week after Linda Sutton first went missing, a maid was working at the Brer Rabbit Hotel. This shady establishment was in the Villa Park area of Chicago and was known to be used by local prostitutes and drug dealers. And it was early on Monday, June 1st, 1981. As the maid moved from room to room, she gradually became aware of a dreadful stench. Screwing up her face, she looked around for the source and soon began to realize where it was coming from. It was the field outside at the back of the hotel. She spoke to the manager, who was reluctant to investigate at first. I checked the weather for that morning in Chicago and it was mostly cloudy, so perhaps the manager didn't want to step out into potential rain on that murky Monday. Yet the maid was insistent. There was clearly something wrong with this smell and it was getting worse. Okay. He blew out a breath and headed outside, scrunching his nose at the shocking building stench. And he followed it into the trash-strewn field behind the hotel. The smell of rotting flesh is unmistakable. So perhaps the manager had braced himself for a grim discovery. Maybe another drug addict overdosing near the hotel. But he could not have predicted the sheer horrific brutality of what he was about to find. He gasped and staggered back, rushing to the hotel for the phone. Chicago police received the call, telling them that a body had been discovered behind the Brer Rabbit. Three detectives were sent out, and as the clouds gathered above them, the manager guided them to the horrendous spot. And there she was, lying in the dirt. The extremely decomposed corpse of a woman. And much of her skin had rotted away, so that parts of her skeletal frame were visible. The detectives leaned in and immediately saw evidence that this was no accident. Snapped around her wrist bone was a pair of handcuffs. They could see a cloth, too, stuffed into her mouth to gag her. And she was wearing a sweater, but while she still had panties on, they had been dragged down to her thighs. 
The police also found her socks lying in the dirt and inside was a little wad of dollar bills. This was a common way for prostitutes to store their money, but it suggested something worrying. Whoever had done this wasn't about robbery. It also looked like the body had been there for quite some time. It was so ravaged by the elements. And the chest, in particular, looked like it had been hollowed out in a state of extreme decay. They saw clearly maggots wriggling in the flesh of the chest. They called the coroner, a man called Peter Sykerman, who carefully removed the corpse to the lab for a thorough examination. And two weeks later, the results were in. The corpse had a name. This was Linda Sutton, the woman who had went missing on the day of that Yorkshire Ripper report in the newspaper. She was a 26-year-old African-American woman who lived with her mother. Linda worked as a prostitute to help support her two children, Antone and Shavona. The coroner also added that when they had found Linda that morning with the hotel manager, she had only been dead for about three days. The officers were perplexed by this. How could the corpse be that fresh and yet be in such an advanced state of rot? The explanation was frightening. The reason her chest had looked so decomposed was not due to time. It was due to mutilation. The coroner explained that the decay in her chest was actually from two large wounds where both of her breasts had been removed. The presence of these large open areas of her torso had prompted the parasites to devour her flesh at a much more accelerated rate. The officers were disturbed by the results, but hoped that they might set about finding which sick individual had committed such an act. They had no idea that they would not be dealing with just one victim, or indeed, with just one killer. Eight months passed, and the police were no closer to finding the depraved killer of Linda Sutton. But her killers were ready to strike again. It was Friday, February 12th, 1982. The Jane Fonda movie on Golden Pond was playing at the local cinema when a 35-year-old cocktail waitress was driving her car. Yet she felt the car start to struggle. She looked down at the dash and groaned. She had run out of gas. Oh, shit. The car came to its inevitable stop and she set her purse on the front seat, her keys still dangling from the ignition. It's thought that she then got out of the car to flag down some help. Yet the van, which eventually slowed to offer a hand, was carrying the killers of Linda Sutton. The men grabbed her and dragged her to an embankment near the road. And it was here that they beat, raped, and tortured her. And then they mutilated her. Oh, listen to that. It's summer. Yes. And one of my favorite things about this season is having friends over for dinner out in the garden. Yeah, my wife does tell me off when I start scaring guests with poltergeist stories. But at least they can all rely on some great food to keep the conversation going. 
Well, if you want to make some crowd-pleasing eats this summer, then you've got to check out HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. From a backyard bratwurst bar to a super tangy key lime pie, HelloFresh makes summer entertaining a breeze. One of the really cool things about HelloFresh is that it gives you step-by-step instructions on how to make a whole bunch of delicious dishes. So cooking is a cinch. And even better, I think, is that the ingredients are pre-portioned, so it makes things easy, but also means that there's no waste. That is really important. With 40 recipes to choose from every week, there's always something new for you to try on your guests or yourself. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Fright50 and use code Fright50 for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash Fright50 and use code Fright50 for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Come on, be honest. How many times have you signed up for a subscription online and then forgot about it? Until you check your statement, that is, and realize, don't I just pay for an annual sub to something I don't even need anymore? Well, you can save yourself the trauma with Rocket Money. Rocket Money will quickly find all your subscriptions and give you the option to cancel them easily there and then, including all those pesky free trials that you forgot about and are now paying for. Do that a few times and we're talking about serious money. In fact, did you know that most Americans think they spend about $80 a month on subscriptions? It's actually closer to $200. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, but also monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It'll even give you an alert if something seems amiss. Rocket Money is being used by over 3 million people, and it saves the average user up to $720 a year. I think that's very impressive. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash frightful. That's rocketmoney.com slash frightful. Rocketmoney.com slash frightful. They left her decimated body in the dirt. She was soon discovered, and so the police were called, and when they examined the body, they felt that sense of dread, because whoever had killed this poor woman had taken one of her breasts. Could this be the same killer from the Linda Sutton case eight months before? The police informed the newspapers that the detail about the missing breast must not be reported. This would, after all, be a detail that the police could hold on to, if they ever got to interrogate a potential suspect. They found the nearby car with the empty fuel tank. Only a few more days passed when another body was found. This time, it was a Hispanic woman. And she was found, raped and strangled. And her breast had not been removed. But the police saw a horrifying potential connection Each of her breasts were covered with savage and deep teeth marks. She had been severely bitten. The coroner also discovered semen over her body, and they concluded that the killer had murdered this woman and then masturbated over her corpse. Three months later, on May 15, 1982, another young woman was abducted. Her name was Lorraine Borowski. Known to her friends as Laurie, she was a hardworking secretary to a real estate agent called Remax Realtors. And she'd only just had her 21st birthday when she headed into work that morning. A neighbor saw her leave her apartment at about 8.15 a.m. 
but as she crossed the parking lot to put her key into the door of the Elmhurst office, she heard a noise behind her and turned. Lorraine Baraski would never be seen alive again. Her skeletal remains would not be found until October 10th, 1982, in Clarendon Hills Cemetery in Darien. Her neighbor identified the blouse and slack she was wearing as being the same clothes she wore on that morning she went missing five months before. Only now the blouse was raised up to armpit level and the bra had been yanked down. Professor Frank Orlowski carried out the autopsy and found that her left nipple was missing and that the skin ended about two inches below where the nipple should have been. And he also found wounds that suggested that Lorraine had been repeatedly stabbed with an ice pick. Lorraine had gone missing on May 15th, but about two weeks after that, on May the 30th, the killers struck again. This time it was a 30-year-old woman called Shuey Mack. She was coming home from an area of Chicago called Streamwood. Her family ran a restaurant there, she was traveling with her brother at about 1 a.m. in the morning in his car. But they had some sort of disagreement. Yeah, well, guess what? Shut up! Now this is As they drove home to Lombard, they started arguing. And the tension got so much that her brother dropped her at the side of the road. Yeah, you can just leave. Obviously. She could get out of the car and get a lift from her other relatives who he believed were driving along behind him any minute. Joey's brother would be haunted by that decision for the rest of his life. Because as he drove off and left her in the street, it was the last time anybody would see Shuey Mack alive. Shuey was walking home alone when a van rolled up. The man inside leaned out and asked if she needed a ride. Shuey had little option. She accepted. When she got in, she found another man was in the van. They drove for about 10 to 15 minutes when the driver stopped in a field. He told Shuey to get out of the van, and she refused. So the two men dragged her out. Then one of them lifted her sweater and stabbed her three to four times with a kitchen knife. Some sources say they didn't remove her breasts because they were simply too small. Shuey Mack's skeletal remains would not be found for another four months at the end of September on the 30th, 1982, near a new housing development in Cook County. The relentless repetition of the same type of mutilation made it obvious to police. There was a serial killer stalking the streets of Chicago, and this killer clearly had a depraved obsession with female breasts. They had struggled to find any evidence or leads, that is, until June of 1982. So far, all the women who had met with the Ripper crew had not survived. But that was about to change. And this brings us to the incident with a woman called Angel York. And let me warn you, her ordeal is harrowing. Angel had been walking on the street on June 19, 1982, when two men suddenly grabbed her and shoved her into a van. Once inside, 
They handcuffed and raped her repeatedly. At one point in this horrendous ordeal, one of the men gave Angel a knife, and he demanded that she take the blade and slice into the flesh of her own breast. Angel had no option. She did it. And she would later tell police that when she did, it sparked one of the men into a terrifying, frenzied state. He said he just stared at her bleeding breast, then clambered close, and then he masturbated directly into the wound. And when he was done, he sealed up the wound with some duct tape, and then, for some reason, he dumped her back onto the street. Angel reported the incident to police, and the detail about the breast mutilation made them take quick notice. Could this incident be linked to whoever it was that had killed and degraded all of those women in the city? And while they pondered this, yet another victim was found. In August, it was a very young prostitute, Sandra Delaware. She was discovered under the Fullerton Avenue Bridge on the north branch of the Chicago River. The 18-year-old's wrists had been bound together with a boot lace, and her bra had been torn off and tied tightly around her throat. And just like the other women, her left breast had been sliced off. The Ripper crew, or the Chicago Rippers as they were sometimes known, were out of control. And yet they were not caught. Over the space of the next two weeks, two more women would vanish. 42-year-old Carol Pappas, and then also Rose Beck Davis, a 30-year-old marketing executive. They found Davis under the staircase of an apartment building in North Lakeshore Drive. On September 8, 1982, the crew had demolished her face with an axe. September became October, and the Halloween month brought yet more horrors. Beverly Washington, another prostitute aged 20 years old, was abducted, raped, mutilated, and her body was dumped. But this time, the attacker made a mistake. He assumed that Beverly Washington was dead, but she wasn't. And this would become the hinge on which this entire murder spree would turn. Because Beverly Washington survived her ordeal, she was able to describe what happened to her to the police, and it was horrendous. She said she'd been walking the streets looking for clients when a slender white man, about 25 years old, rolled up to her in a red paneled van with blacked out windows. He said he'd like to hire her services and offered her more money than usual. Impressed with the amount, Beverly agreed to get into the van. And she noticed some green feathers hanging from what she thought was the rearview mirror. But once she got inside, she discovered how deadly her mistake was. The man pulled a gun on her and demanded that she take off her clothes. Then he slapped some handcuffs around her wrists and forced her to perform oral sex on him. Once this was done, he thrust a handful of pills at her and demanded that she swallow them. Beverly refused. So the man raised the gun and threatened to pull the trigger. Defeated, 
She shoveled those pills into her mouth and not long after she began to lose consciousness. And just before she fully passed out, she saw him uncoiling a rope. She assumed she was about to die. She was surprised then to find herself regaining consciousness some time later. And as her eyes fluttered open, she looked around and saw herself surrounded by garbage. She was near a train track, and her clothes were absolutely drenched in blood. A passerby noticed her and called for help, and she was rushed to hospital. She was dazed and traumatized and in immense pain. The doctors medicated her and got her agony under control. And when they had assessed the damage, they realized that the blood all over her body was indeed her own. Because under her clothes, one of her breasts had been completely severed. And the other one had been badly mutilated. Yet still, she lived. The police now had a lead. And so officers were on the lookout for a red van with blacked out windows. And they saw one on October 20, 1982. Possible GTA suspect there now, 4730 Crystal Springs Drive in the parking lot above the merry-go-round. Join me next time for the second and final part where the police get a lead on these horrendous murders. Yet what they will discover will prove to be somehow even more bizarre and even more disgusting than they could have possibly imagined. But until then, I'm Peter Laws and you've been listening to Frightful and the case of the Chicago Ripper Crew. Hey, if you want to learn more about my other podcasts, my books, both fiction and nonfiction, and the other media work that I do, then check out my website, peterlaws.co.uk. And remember, you can support this show and get ad-free episodes and exclusive extras by visiting patreon.com forward slash peterlaws. Thanks for listening. Good night. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.